It's week nine. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar app, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It is me. It is Scott Bogman, it's you, and we're talking DFS for week nine. What a crazy week it is already, trying to decipher things. we got some COVID stuff going on, which is nothing new. We've also got a ton of new quarterbacks and a ton of potential low-end quarterback play, which is going to do two things. It's going to make a lot of wide receivers unknown, and it's also going to make a lot of defenses that might not normally be in play, I think, in play this week. I feel like it's the wild, wild west in terms of defense because of all these quarterbacks, Boggs. I think we got a lot to get to today. What do you think, my friend? Yeah, there is definitely a lot to get to. Definitely the toughest decision of your week had to be who to put into your DFS lineups, right? There's nothing else no, globally nothing. that uh, is there a something else a going on? Decision. Were there so, any other choices? No. Or votes to be made this week? I'm not sure you about know, any of really that. Reference pop culture that much? So well, I you know, know what? Maybe. I, I got to be honest with you. What I tried to do, and and what happened was last week I had, as I was telling you, I had a Dolphins lineup on DK Dolphins defense with um, with Dalvin Cook, with uh, with uh, Brandon Ayuk, and uh, with Kendrick Bourne. It was doing really well, and I I said I want to stop the tournament. I just want to stop the tournament because I was doing yeah. really well there. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't let me. They they let the tournament keep going, and Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. And then I only doubled up. I didn't make as much. Uh-huh. I, I have a bunch of lawyers looking into it. Okay, well, that's that good. Yeah, as long yeah. as we got that going, that should be fine. All right. Well, I hope everyone's enjoying jokes because we shouldn't take two things, <laughs> yeah, too many things too seriously. Yeah. Okay. It's a joke. <laughs> Lighten up, everybody. Okay. I love you all. It's a joke. But it's a funny joke. It's funny. Don't yeah, tell me it's yeah. not. And, What's the uh, first game, Joe? <laughs> well, like, you know, before we do all that, we want to remind everybody to subscribe to the pre-snap for jokes like this. And, of course, great DFS coverage. And, of course, go get that LionStar app, the greatest DFS tool site in the history of the universe. And that way you can get involved like we are using the D- – I'd say I use it to make up my show sheets for the TV, for this podcast, all this stuff because the data is so damn good. So let's get after it. Now we can talk about games and uh, and and continue on. No more, no more jokes. Well, maybe one or two, because that's how we roll. So Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons are going to take on Denver. And uh, look, here, here's my uh, here's my take on this one. Drew Locke last week had an interesting fourth quarter. I don't know if people are going to take too much out of that. Because if you look at Drew Locke salary-wise, he's just 52 over on DK. And I can understand people going, hmm, I wonder if we're going to take a shot with Drew Locke in tournaments. Pay all the way down for a quarterback. He's bottom of the barrel. He's 72 on FanDuel. I don't know if I would do it there. On DK, I think it's a little bit more appealing. Do you see any plus side to that with the way they were throwing the ball a little bit more at the end of that game? Absolutely, yes. I mean, Drew Locke is a very uh, volatile Player. Okay. Uh, I was gonna, well, don't say good. <laughs> no, come on. I watch too much Drew Locke in Missouri to say he's good. Okay. So right. uh I he's much better than he played in Missouri. I have to I and I, I said that last year a bunch of times because I gave him no credit coming into the draft. I was saying, Why is Denver taking this guy in the second round? I don't get it. 
Uh, I mean, I think the jury's still out for him. Four touchdowns to five picks on the year so far. Uh, but whatever, whatever it is that clicks for him clicked in that comeback. And uh, Atlanta's defense has played much better uh, since uh, changing head coaches here. They're playing for Morris and uh, much better since Quinn's gone. But they're still 31st in the NFL against the pass, giving up 311 yards per game. So I like Drew Locke this week as a cheap QB buy uh, on both formats. I, think I don't think I would pair him with anybody except Albert O. I like Albert O because if you're going to do it, just just go in there. Hope you get the touchdown. Maybe you go with that because he is he's you want to talk about free squares. He's twenty eight hundred on DK. We'll go through the rest of this lineup. But yeah. I really I'm not really keen on trying to guess if it's Patrick or Judy or Hamler or Deshaun Hamilton or Fant or whatever. But Albert, you say it. I always call him Halberdale because I Aquabunum. Aquabunum. Thank you, Albert Aquabunum. When you say it, I can say it. But when I read it, all of a sudden well, I go cross. You know the quarterback for Clemson this week. I'm I'm still butchering. Uh, you yeah. long uh, I, I think is how you say it, but I know I keep screwing it up. So it's one of those things. Like I knew how to say to his last name coming in. It's only because I get the college reps that I know how to say these. Uh, and, I, and I appreciate so. that. And that's why I kind of <laughs> look to you for pronunciation and guidance. And, uh, <laughs> At 2,800, I kind of like this as a punt play. I think it's kind of a, hey, you play for the touchdown, if it bottoms out, it bottoms out at 2,800, it's not going to kill you. So I kind of like this. I feel like there's a little bit of upside there. The rest of it, I got to be honest, the run game, everything. The Falcons have played better defensively. Uh, They've also been more aggressive on defense too, which gives me a little bit of worry. I know Lindsey's coming off a good game, but I don't know, man. I I look at the salaries and look at the return, even though it's the Falcons. I'm not messing with the running game. It's, I don't want to mess with any of it. I'll, I'll mess with Drew Locke. I understand. I think it's, yeah. a, I don't think it's a bad idea in a multi-entry. It wouldn't do it in a single entry tournament. Multi-entry I'm okay with. On the flip side of this, Calvin Ridley might not be ready to go for this game. Julio's at 72 on DK, 82 on FanDuel. Uh, do you have any love at all for Brian Hill also, by the way? Because he's been getting some more snaps. On the full point PPR, would you make any sort of you know, flex RB thing for him? Because it seems like since the firing, he's been a little bit more involved. He's not going to get the touchdown because Gurley's going to fall in the end zone, whether right. he's supposed to or not. That's what he does. <laughs> but it seems like, at least recently, he's definitely the guy with more burst when you watch the team. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I'm uh, kind of curious about that. I, I agree with that, but I just think Todd Gurley's too much of the main focus here. So uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go stretching out for Brian Hill quite yet. Until he gets more snaps and carries than, than Todd Gurley, I, you just, you're depending on him breaking a catch. And that could happen against Denver, but I'm not going to bet on it. So I don't think I'd be interested there. No, my my interest in this game is if Ridley does miss this game, and I read this stat on PFF, so uh, just bringing it to you guys as well. Christian Blake, last year when Calvin Ridley missed the last three games, averaged seven targets per game. Uh, the the last three games with Calvin Ridley out, and he's 3,000 on DK, 4,800 on FanDuel. So he's a nice uh, swing play in a tournament if, you know, of course, Ridley has to not play, but uh, for for him to get on the field and see some action. But he did see some last year, so I kind of like him as a deep play this week. All right, let's go to a game that's far more exciting from a total standpoint, Seattle at Buffalo. And let me tell you, we talked about it last week. And we made money on it. We made money on Kendrick Bourne and Brandon Ayuk. Money against the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Because they suck against wide receivers. They they suck. It's terrible. Dead Horrible. last. Dead last. They suck. And Stefan Diggs has been so consistent. I don't care if this is wrong. 
I I am in. I am all in on DK on FanDuel, 74 on DK, 76 on, on FanDuel. I'm in. The question is, who's the second guy I'm in on? Is it John Brown at 46 and 55, or is it Cole Beasley at 54 and 53? I got to tell you, I'm going to be watching very closely for the, the reports of practice. If John Brown is playing Friday and practicing without any issues, I'm going to be looking for John Brown specifically on uh, on DK. I'm going to take the big discount on John Brown there and take a flyer. And then on FanDuel, I think I might lean up a little bit on Beasley as the second guy. Well, the actual play here is Gabe Davis because he had just as many snaps as Beasley. And uh, But isn't that also week. kind of predicated on Brown? No, because Brown played last week. He didn't I understand that, but, but Brown might not have been healthier last week. Like, I feel yeah, like... But he played more snaps than both of them. Okay. So, so I, yeah, I think that uh, I don't think it's going to go down at all. And uh, they're going to have to be playing point for point with Seattle in this game anyway. So I think we're going to see more fo- four wide receiver sets than we've seen from Buffalo this year, most likely. So, yeah, I, I think Gabe Davis is a nice swing play. Look, Diggs is the guy. And, and uh, Diggs and Hopkins, I have – I di- didn't actually get any yeah, shares I, I struggle with Gabriel Davis because, look, I mean – he keeps week getting eight. end zone targets. He I understand them. he's getting targets, but he's got zero points last week, two points the week before, one point the week before that. Yeah, ten Josh against Allen Tennessee. Struggles. That that's the problem. Josh Allen has been struggling for a month. This is the game that he has to get right in. This is it. So you are I, you are a more dangerous man than I am. I can't do it. I I've love to do it. I can't but do I've it. been struggling with whether to go with Diggs in or Diggs. Uh, uh, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen in this game or not? Or not? I'm still not going so with bad. Josh Allen, but I don't think it matters. See, I I think I can still get what I need out of Stefan Diggs and probably one other person, and Allen's still not not at the price Allen is at. I guess that's that's my point too. And and I think we have to realize too, it kind of like when we face the Cowboys, it just doesn't matter how anybody is playing when you face the Cowboys. Yeah. You get right offensively. I'm pretty sure the same thing is about Seattle. I've watched a lot of Seattle this year. Well, they do get Jamal Adams back this week. That That's the uh, the one caveat there. But they weren't playing – like, Jamal Adams for them was used much better as a pass rusher than he was yeah, in coverage because they need someone well, to rush the it's, quarterback. Well, it's chicken and the egg because you need you need to put more pressure on the quarterback so that you can have guys covered for, you know, more than two Mississippis. That, right, that's what you right. got to have to do. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to pass on Allen. I I, I'm intrigued by Zach Moss at 5,200 on DK and 58 on FanDuel. He's an intriguing guy because I think he's got touchdown upside. So as a flex RB or an RB two, I can understand that. Um, outside of that, I can't go with Devin Singletary. I just can't do it to myself. No, I can't do anybody else for Buffalo, but on the Seattle side, I mean, you know, your boy DK Metcalf is a play regardless of cost pretty much 100%. every single week. I don't care right? what it is. He is only, look, he is 8,100 over on FanDuel and 78 on DK. The guy's playing out of his mind. He's a 9K player value. You're getting a $1,000 discount right now. You just take it. Just take it. I don't know what the situation is. You want to take a flyer on DJ Dallas as more information comes out? Okay. You want to go at Russell Wilson? Okay. The Buffalo Bills defense has been a letdown for me this year. I don't think they can do enough to stop DK Metcalf. Lock it. Okay, you only want to take that lock it shot, but we all know it's it's either or. It hasn't really been both this year. I will continue to invest in DK Metcalf because the dude's just been out of his gourd. He's been so good. Well, I, I want, uh, you know, on the running back side, I want whoever the starter is here for Seattle. So if it's going to be a game-time decision, 
that's a little tough, but this is an early game at, uh, what would that be? One o'clock your time, Joe, 11 yeah. for me. So it's an early game. So you'll be able to know, you know, you don't have to wait till the afternoon because this game is being played in Buffalo. So if it's Carson, I love Carson. What I really would like is if Carson and Hyde are both going to miss again is to get DJ Dallas into my lineup because Buffalo yes. has been God awful against the run. They are uh, 26 in the league, averaging 134 and a half yards per game. And we saw CEH tear them up. Uh, you know, the Jets ran against them. Well, we just we just uh, need more clarity, just a little more clarity. Like, yeah, yeah. EJ Davis is 5K on DK, 51 on FanDuel. I got to be honest with you. I almost like him better on FanDuel. Or I'm just trying to get the touchdown. Like, right. that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I feel like he's got he's got more downside on DK in the full point PPR than, yeah. than he does on, on FanDuel. 51 is, you know, that's a free square running back. So it's something you could take and you could pay all the way up this week for – Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey, wherever you want. All right, let's go to Chicago and Tennessee. Chicago's on the breaking point right now. A third loss in a row here would be devastating for them. But I will say this. Although Darnell Mooney had some moments in the game, and I like what I've been seeing there, and I know Anthony Miller showed up a little bit too, I like Allen Robinson's price on both sides. It's 69 on both sides, which, again, it's kind of funny it happens. Like that, we get this like once every couple of weeks, really, where there's a player <laughs> at the same price. But it tells you he's just locked in at a value. And yeah. he's just solid. And he is so matchup-proof, quarterback-proof, everything-proof. God bless Allen Robinson. I, seriously, God bless him. I mean, he is great. I think he's a good play this week against a Tennessee defense that has struggled mightily. Uh, Derrick Henry's top of the board this week, 8,900 on FanDuel, 79 on DK. Tannehill still in that same range, 74 on FanDuel, 63 on DK. A.J. Brown, 76 and 66. Corey Davis, uh, 6K on FanDuel, 5,900 on DK. So, Here's the question. How do you feel about this Tennessee offense against the Bears? This is in Tennessee. Um, they kind of sleepwalked through the – is it sleepwalk or sleptwalk? Slep, sleptwalked, I Sleptwalk? That sounds stupid. That, yeah, that both doesn't sound right. Sleepwalked also sounds dumb. They, they, you're right. Not a, they, they were, there's not they a were good, walking in their sleep. How's that? They were walking in go. their sleep. Whew, that, that was that was stressful. They were walking in their sleep for the first half of that game. And I'm sure we're week. both wrong, by the way. And there's a other some other way to use that. I, I'm 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 sure there is. Um, and then look, they came alive, and the uh, the Bears are okay defensively. Um, they're good, but I don't know. I'm not really afraid of the Bears, so I'm okay with starting guys. Is this kind of like the quiet? Everybody's off Tennessee now because of a a less thrilling week. Even though Corey Davis was good and Henry was good, and it just took him a half to get going. I think it's more about the Chicago defense being fairly impressive most of the time. I mean, you know, they're 10th in yards. They don't look great against anything in particular, but they really uh, – what the thing that they're first in is uh, holding teams to on third downs. They're first in the league, only allowing 29.8% of, first, of, of third downs to be converted against them uh, versus Tennessee, who is dead last at mm -hmm. 32nd. 61.9% of third downs being converted against Tennessee. So in their Tennessee's defense is bad. So this is like the matchups, the, the hot offense against the good defense, and then the bad offense against the bad defense. Mm -hmm. It's uh it's gonna be a very strange it's weird. game. It's it's uh, definitely weird. Sure. This is this is your classic four outcome game. And on right. Friday when we do the wagering show, I can tell you I would want to run away from this game. <laughs> right, right. But I, I think, hate four outcome games, and this is it's got four outcome written all over it, man. Yeah, just, I think uh, I like Robinson, of course, uh, but Mooney is a nice cheap play. Just 
you know, most weeks. Uh, it's a DK uh, play. Know. It's yeah. only a full point PPR there because uh, he is all the way down at 3,900. That's another really good lineup builder guy this week. And I, I've been impressed with Mooney too. He has some impressive moments in that Tampa game too, Box. Yeah, I think I, him and Anthony Miller may not be that far off in skill, you know. So they're not. Um, it's just Miller just had way more buzz. Just, I mean, coming the, out. the play calling, the quarterback play itself, the combination of those two things is just just dreadful. It's oh god. If I'm calling for Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> you know it's bad. But I think there's a little bit of contrarian love this week for Tennessee. If you're doing some multi-entry, I don't feel great about it in cash. I feel better about it in tournaments. And I'll feel good about anything for the Bears, really, except uh, Allen Robinson, which I think is a great cash game play. I even think has some tournament appeal because I feel like he doesn't get enough respect. And that dude is just solid as a rock. Uh, let's talk about Baltimore at Indianapolis. Two good defenses matching up here. So this will probably be, what, like a 41-40 game? Um, <laughs> so let's go through this. Lamar Jackson's at 69-81. Those are the two prices. J.K. Dobbins coming off a good game, 49 on DK, 53. Still very low priced on FanDuel. Would you consider J.K. Dobbins at all uh, after what you saw against a very good defense last week? Do you think that trend can carry again this week at Indianapolis? I would. I And I think, you know, uh, it's a copycat league. And what the Steelers did was really try to bear down and uh, not let Lamar be the guy that beat them. Like if, if J.K. Dobbins beats us, if Gus Edwards beats us, that's okay. We'll take that loss, but we're not going to let Lamar beat us. And look, Lamar's still almost dead. So uh, he's an amazing player. So I think that that is going to be the focus and uh, that can let JK Dobbins rip off some huge gains. So uh, he's still splitting with Gus Edwards as far as touches go, but he had way, way more snaps. He almost doubled up Edwards and snaps this week and uh, Ingram is going to miss again. So uh, yeah, I like Dobbins this week, even against a tough Colts. And even with Gus Edwards eating a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Dobbins is in play this week on both sides. Um, I like a little bit more in FanDuel again, uh, just because, uh, you know, I, I like my running backs who are, you know, catching the ball a lot and without the backfield competition. Um, but this one's got I, – I can't I can't in good faith start any wide receivers uh, or anything else here. I'm just going to – I'm going to pass on the Ravens except for – you want to run Lamar by himself? I'm always fine with that. It's it's not the greatest play in the world this week, but it's okay. It's certainly going to be different. Um, it's always going to be high upside ceiling because it's Lamar Jackson. And I think Dobbins is a really good value outside of that. Would you consider either of the defenses before we start to talk about Indianapolis right here? Would you go and target against one of these offenses? No, I don't think I would. I think the Me Colts either. are playing uh, as hot as they have this year. And the Ravens can break out at any point. So I don't think I want to mess with that. Are you touching anything with the Colts? Because this running back situation is a hot mess. No, nothing. Uh, I'm the, not. I'm, I'm running in the other direction. They're well. saying Taylor has a uh, ankle injury. So, okay. You know, uh, I, I guess may, maybe that's what it was. But Baltimore is eighth in total yards, 10th against the pass, 7th against the rush, 2nd in points. That defense is too good to mess with maybes on this team. So I'm not taking a swing with any Colts players. All right, let's go to Carolina, Kansas city here. Uh, look, Kansas city looked like it was just <laughs> playing in the backyard. It was like the adults against the kids. It was kind of crazy last week. Um, in a week where it's very tough to find good running backs, Clyde Edwards, a is cheap yeah. 61 on DK and seven K on FanDuel. I like this 61 on DraftKings specifically because he's caught a fair amount of balls this year. And I, I think that's something to keep in mind. And I know Lev Bell is there, but he was a non-factor last week. 
So was Clyde though. Like they, they just, Clyde, they just they didn't lose Clyde. Like they just kind of opened it up and had fun. I feel like this game will be slightly more competitive, don't you? I mean, slightly, but I still think the Chiefs are way, way better than the Panthers. So uh, I, I, I see a lot of running in this game. So I, I saw that last week and it didn't pan out. But I, this is one of the the few weeks where I'm in on Clyde Edwards-Alaire because he's been fairly costly. But like you said, running back a little bit tougher to kind of gauge that top-end guy. And Carolina does give up rushing yards. They're 20th in the league against the rush. So I, I like CEH, but I also think Bell could play a little bit, but I don't think I'm going to be sticking him in too many. No, Tyreek Hill is in play. If you want to go with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, I think that's always the best pairing, so to speak. Yeah. Um, Nicole Hardman's in play. If you want to do a one-off in tournaments at 4,856, like him a lot this week, especially on the DK side, a really good value on him. Uh, and then look, you're supposed to get Christian McCaffrey back this week. He is at 95 on FanDuel, 85 on DK. Would you go right to Christian McCaffrey this week because other people are afraid to, and there's not a whole lot of other running backs to go after. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going after him this week. No thanks. Even on a week like this, where there's not a lot of guys, now, that's interesting. I, because you look at the rest of the group here. It's Henry. It's Cook. It's McCaffrey. And it's uh, what's James Robinson now? What's Connor? You got yeah. Mike but Davis. how much is McCaffrey going to play? Like, are they going to put him right in and he's back to thirty touches? I don't think he is. But so, does he have to get thirty him- touches to? Here, rec- here's a question. He's, he's so get good. Touchdowns. He does have to get touchdowns, but does he need 30 touches to return that value? I don't think he does. I think he does for that cost. I think. Okay. I, I think he can still do it, but this is certainly one. Maybe Christian McCaffrey's in my touchdown uh, thing. Maybe we'll have to ah. wait and see. Either way, I mean, we'll have to wait and see on this one. Uh, Robbie Anderson's at 63 on DK, 66 on FanDuel. DJ Moore, 56 and 7K. Any love for the receivers uh, in this game um, this week? Maybe with a script to play him from behind? Not Kansas City's actually been really good against the pass, even with yeah. a lot of teams playing from behind against them. They're well, they've gotten some good pressure on the quarterback. I think that's yeah. why. Yeah, pressure on the quarterback, and they played some really crappy quarterbacks too. So <laughs> that uh, also helps. I mean, You're right. <laughs> Two hundred and one yards. I mean, what's the schedule here? They've faced. Um, let's see. Uh, they faced uh, Darnold, uh, Locke, Allen, uh, Derek Carr, Cam Newton. Uh, they did face Lamar and Herbert and, and Watson week one. So, uh, but yeah, it's been, they had, they haven't faced too many great quarterbacks, but I'm not, I'm not reaching into that. Well, either I'm trying not to. All right. Fair enough. Let's continue to move on to the next one here as we've got uh, obviously a tenuous situation in Detroit as of recording this with Matthew Stafford and the COVID. So keep an eye on that. If not, it would be a pivot to chase Daniel I got to tell you, without Kenny Galladay, uh, don't have a lot of love here anyway. Detroit versus Minnesota. Yeah, no Minnesota you could score on them, but still, I don't know. Marvin Jones is 51 and 61. Marvin Hall is 38 and uh, 46. Uh, Marvin Amendola, uh, Marvin Hawkinson. There's a lot of Marvins on this. Just go, yeah, yeah. All, all the Marvins. You would think you would think that without Kenny Galladay that you would probably get a little bit more run here for DeAndre Swift, but I do not. I do not think they're smart enough to do that. So, therefore, I am not going anywhere near it. They should do that. But every time they should do something, Detroit kind of does the opposite. So, I am out this week on Detroit. And all of a sudden, my Minnesota thing is starting to look pretty good, isn't it? By the way, you also heard that uh, they might be expanding the playoffs. And if so, look at Minnesota Vikings. They yeah, could sneak yeah. in there. Yeah. The, the, I mean, they could. But uh, I'm look, against Detroit, they'll probably beat Detroit without <laughs> Matt Stafford. You know, But Stafford still has a chance to play. 
And so I'm, I'm actually okay on, I'm okay on Marvin Jones, even if Stafford doesn't play, I think he'll get a lot of targets. And this is specifically because we just saw that TJ Hawkinson didn't practice on Wednesday. So his status is a little bit questionable going into the weekend as well. So I just think Jones is going to be peppered with targets against a bad Viking secondary. Really doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. As long as he gets those targets, I think he can be okay. So I'm with him, but most of the plays are going to be on the the Minnesota side here. Dalvin cook being the biggest one. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about those. The other side here, this game, Dalvin cook, obviously being very expensive, 82 over on DK 93 on FanDuel. I love Dalvin cook this week. Uh, not because he had the big league last week, but because it's just the game matchup and you don't want to do that. Like, I understand what you're saying. You're, you don't want to chase last week, but. But I can chase a hundred yards and a touchdown. And then I just, I'm looking at, I'm looking at that in the face. Like I'm looking at 25 points, like as, as like the floor this week, it just feels like that. Um, And who knows, maybe Madison gets in there and ruins a touchdown. That's always possible. What about Thielen and Jefferson in this game or even Irv Smith? That's another guy at 2,900 over on DK. You taking any flyers on Irv Smith maybe, or you think this is just because last week you only had one reception on one target before that two weeks in a row four or five. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. If that was just a weird week against green Bay or what? Yeah. I don't really like Irv Smith uh, that much. I mean, I like him better than Kyle Rudolph, obviously, but not, uh, he, he's not a swing. I want to take this week. I, I think I want to pay up for the guys. I want Thielen. Uh, I, I want Jefferson if I can, and I want cook. So I like a Minnesota stack a little bit in this game. Because Cousins isn't even outrageous on his price either. So on DK, uh, Aquabunum or Irv Smith, if you had to pick one, because those are two tight ends uh, right at the bottom here. I think I'm going to go Irv Smith because I think, you know, you wouldn't be surprised to see all of Aquabunum's opportunities go to Fant. So right. uh, I don't think that's going to happen with Irv Smith and Rudolph. I think they're split pretty evenly. So I would go with Irv Smith. All right, fair enough. I w- I would go with Irv Smith too. So there you go. I be- I have made that decision here, right? Hot on the show. All right, it let's is go. Decided. It is decided. So let it be. Uh, the New York Giants are going to travel to Washington to play the football team there. Skip it. Always, you know what's funny about this? It always sounds like whenever I say it now, it always feels like you know when someone doesn't know anything about sports, like oh, are you going to go score the touchdowns and are you going to go play baseball, <laughs> score some touchdown? Well, you going to go watch the football team? Oh, you go enjoy the football team today. Uh, that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm just making up things that I'm doing <laughs> or making up a game that doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh, but really nothing, nothing at all. I, cause I, I got some love here for Logan Thomas at 37 on DK. Yeah, Okay. Well, you look, I found you the one thing me. you got to tempt me with Logan Thomas. I right? tempt you with Logan so. Thomas. What about the Washington defense? 34 and 47 against Daniel Jones, Mr. Turnover, Mr. Mr. Turnover. Yeah, that's not bad either. Look, this isn't a that's two. Maybe I go that, for that a is, three. This is not what a about? completely skip it game, but I think this is going to hit the under. Uh, I think both these defenses Definitely. are playing well. Both these offenses aren't playing well, so I don't know that there's going to be much to uh, to really go after. I don't like McLaurin. Well, the first that- time, the last time around, it wasn't that exciting either. It was kind of a slugfest, right. 14-13 kind of a game, and it's probably going to be what it is here. I mean, if you want to take a dart throw on Slayton or Shepard, fine. Wayne Gallman, I don't think can get enough play, although he's looked pretty good when he's been given the opportunity. He's still losing some carries to Deion Lewis and some other stuff. So I don't know. I just, yeah, you know, and Daniel Jones just keeps turning you, over the ball too much. You have the uh, 31st and 30th ranked offense in points in this game and the 30th, uh, 31st and 30th in yards offenses playing in this game. So this looks like. Well, when you uh, put it that way. 
Yeah, if you're a Washington or a New York fan, you can sleep in this weekend. You know, there's uh, <laughs> you, you can miss this one. This is not going to, you know, me, now saying that is going to be 65 to 63. <laughs> you know, pack 12 after dark score or something. Oh, but I don't really like McLaurin against Bradbury. Uh, Dan, Danny Dimes looks horrendous. The running game for New York is choppy and weird. I think your plays here are the tight ends. I think Logan Thomas is a nice cheap option. Uh, Evan Ingram is a mid-tier option. I, I would say those are your most likely plays, if not one of the defenses. Other than that, I don't really like it. All right, let's talk about Jacksonville who's got a new quarterback, uh, Jake Luton. I won't make the joke because I made it the other day. Uh, but Jake Luton's going to take over in uh, – I, I can't feel good about any of the wide receivers. They just don't know. You want to take some dart throws? I mean, the one dart is Chenault just because yes. he touches the ball different ways. And, I, yeah, well, and sometimes from the left and sometimes from the right, but he likes to touch them in different ways. Uh, but I, I feel like that's a guy that at least, you know, un, you understand that it's not just about the receptions. He probably will get some carry in this game as well. That That's the only other guy outside of James Robinson who we'll talk about in a second. But to me, I think Chenault doesn't play. Yeah, Chenault, I actually I love that play. Welsh also picked him on ITL. And I gotta give you guys both uh kudos for that for sure, because uh I I just um Luton is going to check down a bunch, which makes right. Robinson even more uh of, of an appeal. And like you said, we'll get to him in a second. But Chenault, uh I, I saw is the second lowest on average depth of char uh, of target this year second lowest on average depth of target if i said any of that correctly i think so, you did sleepwalking uh, right yes sleep, slept <laughs> slept walk. walk walk slepting yeah yes. n- n- none of it matters but no. uh i i think that lavisca <laughs> could be a nice short route runner that luton looks to check down to a bunch uh you know the tight ends haven't re- been very healthy for jacksonville specifically tyler eifert so that that's kind of the outlet they've been using is short routes with LaVisca. I think he could be real nice in this game uh, for Jacksonville, but I, right. I like, I like the Houston side. Well, before we get to Houston James side, Robinson. give me your Robinson yeah. take because I'm dying to hear it. You got to because... get him in your lineup. I think, uh, I think Houston giving up uh, 166 yards per game on the ground. They're one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. They're as bad as Buffalo has been mm. uh, recently. So Robinson, uh, I think you got to get him back in there, especially after he looked so good last week. All right, there you go. So despite the quarterback change, you're still confident because of the matchup is where you're at. Yeah, I don't know if you can get much work. Minshew has been playing terrible since like week three anyway. So All right, so what about Deshaun Watson this week? 71 uh, on DK, 83 on FanDuel. Is it just Deshaun Watson and running naked or running with somebody else? Um. Well, look, Fuller's kind of staying and uh, – uh, you know, Cooks has been getting a decent amount of targets too, so I don't mind either one of those plays. I like Fuller I, this week; it's a much better matchup for him. Do you have a puke bucket around you? Because one of I, my favorite, one of my favorite plays this week is actually David Johnson. <gasps> uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <gasps> but uh, Jacksonville almost as bad as Houston against the run, one hundred forty-two point six yards per game. Uh, David Johnson has been used extensively. Since the coaching change, uh, they're not getting Duke Johnson many touches at all, even though they keep saying, we got to get Duke more involved. They just don't do it. So I don't know. David Johnson is not sexy. He's not fun to watch, but he's going to get a bunch of touches in this game. He's points. I mean, here's a point, right? Green Bay, uh, a couple weeks ago, 17 and a half 
points uh, over on DK at Tennessee the week before 13.9, 12.3, 11.2. So they're crooked numbers. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. He's only got yeah. two touchdowns over those four games, but I'll give you, I'll give you for instance here, would you rather Clyde Edwards Lair at 61 or David Johnson at 56? It's a big savings. Oh yeah, man. I really like CH this week though. I do That's too. See, CH one. has the higher ceiling, but really when you think about it, I mean, yeah, if Bell does anything or uh, rips off the big run, you know, or if they score passing and they go to Bell in the second half, which we thought was going to happen last week against the Jets. Yeah, you know what? I think I'd rather go. I'd save the money and take David Johnson. Yeah, I'm starting to feel the same way here as we start to get into that. So, um, yeah, uh, let's move on to the next one here. A Las Vegas against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, we'll see if the Chargers can blow another lead this week. Herbert's been great, 68 and 79, respectively. I don't want to mess with Pope, Kelly, Jackson. Don't want to mess with any of them. I'm pretty sure those were the original members of Bell Biv DeVoe, by the way. Uh, Pope, Kelly, and Jackson. Right? I think they were, yeah. Um, they, they were poison, though, so they couldn't keep them all together. So they had to go with <laughs> Ronnie and, and Mike and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You have to watch <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. you got to watch it. Uh, but I, I do feel good about Keenan Allen always in cash with Herbert. 7K for him on DK is still a good return. 75 on FanDuel. Um, on the flip side here, do you have any love for Derek Carr? 57 and 7K. And then Josh Jacobs is just 63. You're getting a huge discount because of the matchup against the Chargers, who I believe, if I'm reading this correctly, have given up just one rushing touchdown all year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're pretty good. That's uh, stunning. They're pretty decent against the run, even though they're they're kind of mid-range as far as yards go. They're, they're a little above average at 12, 112 yards per game. But, uh, yeah, I like Jacobs. I mean, we just know Jacobs is going to be volume every single week. Every single week he's going to get a ton of volume. Derek Carr is fine. Uh, I I know that most of it was the weather. <laughs> real, week, boy, you I were think, really setting up for this one. There was a big pause there. Yeah, before. yeah, pregnant pause there. I, I know it was the weather last week against Cleveland. But I feel like every time I see a crappy line from Carr, I get flashbacks to – uh, you know, car that quit throwing the ball downfield and only takes under routes. And he was getting away from that this year. He's much, much better uh, this season. But I don't know. Every time I see that stuff and a bad line from him, I just uh, I start to get a little itchy. So I don't know that I, I'm I don't know that I'm going to have any lineups with car, but I don't mind him. But I, I, I tell you what, on the Chargers side real quick. Before we move on, I actually kind of like Justin Jackson because okay. Pope got more snaps than Kelly. So I think those two are kind of fighting it out for two. And, you know, Justin Jackson is the guy now. So I'm okay with Justin Jackson. All right. Here's a question for you, too. You know, we kind of glossed over it. Do you have any love for Mike Williams this week at 51 on DK? I know he's inconsistent, but it's it, the boomer bust. I mean, it's like 21 points or two points. It's it's really not, you know, right. it's like, And I'm not exaggerating. Here's the game log. 2.7, 30.9, 1.4, 2.1. So it could be every other week, or maybe it's just the matchups because last week was Denver's good. Then against Jacksonville, he did nothing, which you would think it would be a good matchup. Yeah. At New Orleans, it was good. So it was like at home, he's he's done less. Um, and we don't have any data on him against the the Raiders this year. But it's tough. I mean, he's been so boom or bust lately. I don't know. I mean, clearly it's tournament consideration, but do you feel good about it? Um. Uh, no, I, I, he's too inconsistent for me. I can't, I want to like Mike Williams and he makes those games where he's, he, he has the big, big games. 
He drops the easy ones and makes the most unbelievable difficult catches that you've ever seen. Right. He's very frustrating to watch. I just, I can't trust him on a week to week basis. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's only a multi-entry play at best. Uh, and the rest of the Raiders are really tough too. I mean, Henry Ruggs has been disappointing. There's no doubt about that. The injuries and the inconsistencies. Darren Waller is fine. But, you know, the Jacobs one is an interesting oppo play just because of the price. It's 63 on DK. Like, maybe Jacobs is the anomaly. Like, maybe he's the guy that breaks through where they say, oh, my God, no one ever saw that coming. I think from a contrarian standpoint, there's some love there. All right, let's go to this next two here. we got Pittsburgh at Dallas. Take all my money. Just take it. Take it all. I'm in. Ben Roethlisberger at 65. Yes, please. On DK. 77 on FanDuel. Okay, sure. I'm going to fade away from James Conner because I don't like what's going on here sometimes at the goal line. But depending on the health of Deontay Johnson and what the reports are, what's happening with him, I'm going to be in on Chase Claypool at 57 and 63. You're Mr. Steeler. You take me through walking through this game. And by the way, fun fact, the Steelers defense is 4,900 on DK. That is more expensive than the quarterback this week of the Dallas Cowboys just for a little whoever it should be between whoever Rush it should be and Gilbert so uh yeah look uh, this should be on paper a Steelers stomping they should run right over Dallas even though it's on the road and all that stuff uh but uh, I I I don't know watching the Steelers for so many years I know their favorite thing to do is to make interesting games against backup quarterbacks or uh, play up and down a competition. I mean, they're just one of those teams that does that. So uh, I'm probably not as confident as I should be. But if uh, if you want to start any Steelers wide receiver in this game, if, you know, you have everyone's blessing. I mean, Deontay's a little banged <laughs> up, but Claypool and Juju uh, and Deontay and Ebron, and I'm not shying away from Connor. I think he could score multiple touchdowns in this game because I just assume they're going to be uh, in Dallas Cowboy territory for most of the game. So, uh, Oh, so you're just taking the volume of the opportunity then. Okay, yeah, that's fair. the opportunities. Fair. I'm okay with rolling any Steeler out this week. I don't know. I, I think it's a tough sell for two. At all this year. No, so me I neither. Think, I'm in this week. Yeah, I'm yeah in. I think he Let's could do be it. nice this week too. So, Yeah, well, Deontay no, Johnson. No I'd, lo- I'd love if Deontay Johnson was 100% healthy. Like if I got, But the problem is he's even healthy and then he gets into games and then he leaves and they just, right. you know. Yeah. And he's missed yeah, m- he's- a recent practice because of the toe and ankle issue. So it just seems I like think the toe uh, happened like week two and it's been screwing with him the whole time and it makes him compensate and that makes him pull a hamstring here or have a calf here or there. He got hit in the back the other day. Like I, uh, you know, it's uh, he's not really built to last. He's a smaller <laughs> guy, you know? Yeah. Well, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I don't like it at all. It makes me mad. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, and as far as the Cowboys go, Look, you're getting a phenomenal discount on Amari Cooper at 5,600. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the few guys where I kind of go, well, maybe, maybe you can get double digits out of that, you know, no matter who's playing quarterback. There's also There's a narrative. so many of those guys that are uh, this week that they're, you're getting the discount on all of the but Cowboys. Why? Yeah. You're getting well, the, the discount is, on. Is Gilbert or Rush going to be better than Danucci, though? How can they be worse? Well, well, that's what I'm saying now. How can they be worse? But they've also played in the NFL. Like, well, Cooper Rush has gotten snaps on NFL fields, at least. You know what I mean? And and Gilbert was, of course, let's not forget the uh, the other football league, the spring football league that folded. He was the uh, the leading passer there. So, well, hey, I mean, maybe look, he's the next uh, Tommy Maddox. <laughs> Garrett Gilbert played in the national title game when Colt McCoy went down. 
uh, against the uh, against Bama in the Crimson Tide. If you remember mm-hmm. that national championship game, oh, yeah. I unfortunately do remember it. I wish I could <laughs> it like, uh, uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Just erase that memory Good right movie. out of there. But, uh, but, but yeah, man, I, um, I don't think you're going to get much from Dallas at all. So I don't trust starting any of them. And uh, maybe if you want to do a contrarian play, you know, put some of those guys in there, but I'm not, I'm not messing with lamb. I'm not messing with Gallup. No Zeke. No, thank you. All right, uh, let's move on to the last one here. Miami and Tua uh, going against Arizona here. Kyler Murray is at 78 and 86. I think he's a really good play this week because you can rush Kyler Murray all you want. He's just going to run around it and just yeah. run for 20 yards. So um, <laughs> Miami better be careful. You cannot use the same game plan twice. Uh, Chase Edmonds is fascinating to me at 68 and 67, especially on DK at that salary. I like it on both sides, to be honest with you. Hopkins, you don't need me to tell you he's good. Christian Kirk, I pay attention to. Two touchdowns in each of his last two contests. He's at 53 on DK. That is a huge discount. 59 on FanDuel is pretty good, too. I like Christian Kirk this week, man. I think he's a really interesting play. I hate Christian Kirk just from uh, everything. but Hey, man, uh, he's scoring touchdowns. I don't care. You can hate him all you want. The guy's producing. He's an I'm not touching the Dolphins this week. But he's I'm an t- Aggie, and I drafted him in CFF, and he got hurt for the year. I can't stand this dude. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I look, Kirk has been playing well, so I respect the play, but I just don't like Kirk. So, uh, I, I get it. I, I'm more interested. Like, obviously Murray is great and an option mm-hmm. every week. I think chase Edmonds without uh Kenyon Drake there most likely now Kenyon Drake isn't as hurt as initially thought. So he's questionable for, for this week. So he may still get in there, but I like chase Edmonds. I don't think, I don't think Drake's going to play. I, I like chase Edmonds this week. Uh, you know, uh, obviously Hopkins always an option. Um, maybe the Cardinals defense against uh, Tua because this is oh, oh, I've got start. oh, I've got the Cardinals defense everywhere 2900 on DK, love it on FanDuel. You know, we were talking before the show <clears throat> on FanDuel, they're 43 on DK, they're 29. I got them in a bunch of lineups already. I mean, Buddha's just been playing out of his mind. Yeah, so would you be really shocked to see him pick one off? I wouldn't, no, even I mean, though he didn't have one. He didn't have an interception. Until but he didn't have a lot of attempts either. And, and, and like, I don't expect Tua to go out there and just be mind blowing his first game on the road. I mean, the yeah. guy didn't even break a hundred yards. He didn't have to, I get that. But I mean, and I love Tua. I'm a big Tua fan, but I, I just, I, I'm trying to call what it is here. I think the Cardinals are in a good spot Young here. Guy. Young guy, just trying to figure it out, trying to, you know, get back into football again. I think that's right. more to the point where we're at here. So I'm on on the Cardinals this week. I think it's a really good play. We mentioned them all. Edmonds is in, uh, Hopkins is in, Murray's in, and and Kirk. So I think that's a really nice alternative to get involved with the Cardinals this week. It's a really nice stack. Everybody's going to be involved with Seattle. Everybody's going to always be involved with this Buffalo against Seattle. Everyone's going to be involved with Pittsburgh. Me, I'm going to be involved with, <laughs> especially because last week Miami defense looked so great. Everyone's afraid of them now. I'm not that afraid, okay? It was Jared Goff. You can punch him in the mouth, and he doesn't know what's going on for the rest of the game. He's like, um, you remember Glass Joe in, in Punch-Out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like Mike that. Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah, yeah Mike Tyson, he's totally Glass Joe. You hit him once, he's like, oh, <laughs> and then that's it. They just <laughs> knock him over. And his pants may or may not fall down. All right. It's that time again, boys and girls. It's time to find the end zone. Scott Bogman and I are going to each pick a running back and a wide receiver that are going to score this week and maybe win you some free stuff. You retweet this segment. Go follow us over at Line Star App and Line Star NFL. Give us a like there. Retweet the segment. And you could be playing along with one of us. That's right. We will be your champions to win some free swag, courtesy of the Line Star App, the greatest DFS tool site in the history of the universe. So... 
Bogman, it's the odd week, which means you get to go first this week. Who is your running back to find the end zone? Dalvin Cook. You saw Dalvin Cook get in the end zone four times last week. Uh, I have lost now four weeks in a row. We are tied four to four. I won the first four weeks. I think I can't. No, um, I I think. Wait, is that where we're at? I thought last week was a tie. So technically you're still up one. Okay, I'm still up one, but I haven't won one in a month. So no, you are one. You're you're old, baby. Right, right. So give me Dalvin Cook. He's got to snap me out of this slump. It's against uh, the Lions. So now you all know to play Madison uh, because he'll (laughs) score all the the vaults. Oh, you know what? I'm tempted to go with Madison just because I think he's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to do that because I want to win some money some free stuff. So that's that's where it becomes a little difficult, but mm, it's really tempting, man. It really, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna go your own guy against you this week. I'm gonna go with David Johnson. How about that against Jacksonville? Okay. Let's do it. He's been pretty consistent, uninspiring, but consistent. So I just want to get on the board here uh, once, real quick, and then then I'm gonna go with my boy DK Metcalf because he's a monster. No one can stop him, and I feel like that's a lock for two. So depending on how Dalvin Cook does, if he's got two by himself, which is very possible. Who knows? DK could have two by himself, too. Maybe I keep pace with you. Who's your wide receiver this week, Fox? DeAndre Hopkins against, uh, nice. against the Dolphins. I mean, come on. This is come on. He, he's absolutely got a score in this game. Let's go, D Hop. Give me that win. Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. How can I lose this week? Come on. Let's go. I don't know, but man, you might find a way. You might find a way. All right. Life Make finds sure you- a way. Yeah. <laughs> It always does, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh, all right. That'll do it for us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Bogman Sports at Joe Pisa Pia 17. And again, go subscribe to the pre-snap wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there. The pre-snap show, courtesy of the Line Star app. We are the best DFS show. And also on Friday, we're going to be doing the wagering show. So make sure you stay tuned and subscribe so you know when that drops. That'll do it for us. There's nothing left to do now except down, sit. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.